Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Not Another Mummy podcast. I'm Alison Perry and you're listening to episode 18. My guest today is a lady with an utterly inspiring story. Jill Tuchner Sharp suffered a brain hemorrhage and then she had to have a six hour operation to remove a blood tumour on her brain. As she recovered, she came up with a concept for a new business that would help and support children who were separated from their parents for whatever reason. And it would also help charities and hospices at the same time. Her kids' clothing line, Scamp and Dude, launched into Liberty. It's been featured in Vogue, Grazia and Sunday Time Style and it's going from strength to strength. It was absolutely amazing to chat to such an incredible lady who's been through a life-changing experience, come out the other side and used it to help others. So I hope you enjoy listening to this. Welcome, Joe, to the podcast. Thank you. Um, now, so this is a wee bit different because usually I uh, chat to um, a mum about a topic that um, feels quite universal and it's something that listeners might have experienced themselves. But with you, I feel like your story is fairly unique to you, uh, but I still really wanted to chat to you because I really feel like it's such an amazing, inspiring story and... It's something. It's a story that I think should be told as many times as possible. So that's why I wanted to have you on as well. Thank you. Um, so we're sat here in your gorgeous uh, home, aren't we? The Christmas tree is up. Last night it went up. We've got uh, Christmas music playing. Um, Christmas lights weren't working, so we put oh, those yeah. on and they didn't work. So that was a bit of a fail. <laughs> I'll go. I did say to Sunny, I'll go quickly on the way back. When I, before I pick you up, I'll go and get some Christmas lights. So yeah. Don't worry, they'll be on when you get home. It's not Christmas if there's not something going wrong, though. Exactly, surely, yeah. You know. Real life. Exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, you're a mum of two, Sunny and Jude, yes. aren't you? Um, and you used to work, you used to run um, a beauty PR company. Yes. And now you're doing something completely different. Yeah. And you had quite a life-altering experience that led you to start uh, Scamp and Dude. So we should, we should say that Scamp and Dude is your... Uh, currently the company that you that you own and run. Yes. Um, how would you describe Scamp and Dude? It's a kids and grown-up um, clothing brand, basically. Vogue called it our favourite new clothing brand, which I'm like, really? well, kids clothing brand. So that I, that I was very chuffed about, obviously. Um, 
but it's superhero inspired and it's all about giving kids an extra sense of security when they need it. So it deals with separation anxiety. Um, our slogan is a superhero has my back. So it's telling kids that a superhero is watching over them when they're not with you and when so, they can't see you. Yeah, so whatever happens, someone is watching over them. Someone's always watching over them, keeping them safe. Yeah. And you've, you've managed to create... I mean, you're wearing one of your, your um, sweatshirts right now. I love how on brand you are. The new one with the neon I piping. know, I love the neon <laughs> piping. It's gorgeous. Um, but you've managed to create a design that both adults and kids love, which must be a fairly hard thing to do. Well, that was one of the things when I was designing them that I thought I want. I like it when I buy something for the kids and I absolutely love it, but that they love it too. And that's quite hard because often they want something that you think, oh, crikey, yeah. I'm not loving that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was an aim that I wanted to make sure that both would love it. And initially I wasn't going to do grown-ups clothes, I was just doing kids clothes. Um, but then when I designed the leopard and lightning bolt, so we have this, um, our signature print is a leopard print with lightning bolts, so it's super superpower infused um, leopard print and that's our most kind of famous print and when I was designing that and doing creating the kids clothes I just looked at them and thought oh my goodness I want to wear them so badly <laughs> so I actually launched a couple and I didn't think I didn't put much kind of pressure on the fact that I'd done those it was just it was just a fact that I wanted them and they have been the biggest surprise because they have gone utterly crazy. Really? And I mean, they've been worn by Robbie Williams, Billy Piper, Liv Tyler. We've had all sorts of amazing people wearing these sweatshirts. But I've gone, oh my goodness, Sosa's in it now. Emma Willis was on um, on TV doing a show and she was wearing my sweatshirt. All these people messaging me going, oh my goodness, put the telly on. That's Emma Willis is in your sweatshirt. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't understand. I didn't realise how popular the women's would be. That's yeah. been a big surprise a lovely surprise but. yeah really lovely I mean I know so many people who've, who've got one and it's definitely been on my list for quite a while I've been like, oh, I really must get right to <laughs> ordering one of those they're so so nice um so let's go back to the start mm. um tell me about the moment that you realized something was wrong health-wise with you um so it was two years ago so I had I had decided to um sell up with my PR company so I set up a PR company 10 years ago, a uh, beauty PR company. And then it had come to the time where I got my two kids and it just wasn't working anymore. So I decided to um, sell up, basically. And it was it was very stressful kind of going through that. And um, then the next thing I knew, I had, I just had a really bad headache. And my husband kept saying, go to the doctors, you must go to the doctors. And I was going, oh, it'll be nothing. So whenever it's you, you don't never take it that seriously. And yeah. I remember I was, after I decided to sell my PR company, I was going to launch a um, skincare line initially. A friend of mine is a big um, beauty blogger. We were going to do it together. So I was busy working on that and I was really excited to be starting something new and I was just really and I just got some information through that I've been waiting for so I was like right getting but I couldn't do it because my head was hurting so much one of my eyes wouldn't open properly and I just and that because I would wasn't working I knew that something was wrong because yeah. I was a, I'm a real kind of worker and I was mm. like I'm not even wanting to open that email even though I know there's something important in it I actually something I think something's wrong yeah and I called the doctor and the doctor said right you need to come in straight away um, and it was raining, and I remember, still remember walking to the doctor because it was very. I felt surreal. I felt weird. It was almost like an out of body experience. Walking to the doctor's, one eye half shut, 
not feeling very odd. Um, I got to the doctors and they said, okay, it looks like it might be meningitis. You need mm. to get to the hospital. Oh, you must have been so, like, panicked. But I still thought, oh, it probably won't be. I don't know, mm. I'm always very kind of, oh, it won't be. But yeah, all right, I'll go to the doctors. Mm. So I just came back home and said to my husband, right, I've got to go to the hospital. They want me to go straight away. Um, you stay here with the kids. It'll be fine. I'm sure it's nothing. So he's like, oh, my God, I'll take you. So they dropped me off. He came back and put the kids to bed. And then the hospital, to cut a long story short, they started treating me for meningitis, sent me for a CT scan, and then put me in a room on my own. And then at one o'clock in the morning, they came in, woke me up and said, um, do you have a history of cancer in your family? We've found a lump on your brain. And that was one of the worst moments throughout the whole thing because I was lying there in this dark room on my own. Mm. She said that, then she felt... My breasts, my limbs, just because she said it's um, brain tumours are often secondary cancer, so there could be cancer somewhere else. And, and they knew at that have point to do that it was cancer? No, they didn't know right. that at that point what it was. They just knew there was a lump on my brain and they and they would try to think what it could be. Yeah. So then she said we might need to do a full body scan, um, but we'll do it in the morning. Mm. And then she walked out. Oh my and I was just there then, wide awake all night, thinking, I remember just thinking my life has changed forever at this yeah. moment because I have no idea what's going to happen. Mm. And thinking about the boys and thinking about how on earth do I tell my parents, do I, how do I tell my husband? And and then I didn't want, I didn't want to tell him till the morning because I didn't want him to, he was at home with the kids and I didn't want him to be panicking and bring the kids to the hospital or know what to do. So yeah. I just messaged in the morning and said, you could just come in. And he walked in as... I've got about eight doctors all around me at the bottom talking about different options that's saying we don't know what it is at the moment. It could be a brain tumour, it could be um, a blood tumour. Um, we can see you've had a brain hemorrhage, so we're going to have to keep you in make sure we need to work out what we're going to do. We're going to try and transfer you to the Queen Square Hospital, which is the, their, um, they're the specialists in um, neurology and neurosurgery. Yeah. So... And Rob walks in at that point as I'm just crying and they're saying we could look at radio, it might be radiotherapy, but it might be surgery. And then Rob walks in at that moment, which was, I just feel so bad on him that he, that's what he, I remember, forget his little face. Um, so then, basically, I had to wait and see, they didn't have any beds at um, Queen's Square, the hospital there. And I completely forgot that I had private health insurance at this point, <laughs> because I was just in shock and panicking. Um, so we were sent home. I was in hospital about three or four days, and then they sent me home. Um, one awful bit was I had to tell my mum and dad, obviously, that something was wrong. I, went, I kept saying, I'm not going to tell them until I know it definitely is something wrong. Mm. I don't know why I thought a lump on your brain could possibly be okay. But I just kept going, just in case it just turns out to just wait. Because my mum had had an operation on her foot and was in Wales, in the middle of nowhere, um, somewhere where she could see this beautiful railway and having a relaxing time. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I don't want to ruin their holiday. Like, this is just... I just don't want to tell them until I really know. It's crazy that you were thinking, like, so much about them when actually you had all this to deal with yourself. Yeah, well, I... Yeah, I just didn't want... She'd gone through a lot, and I thought, oh, the last mm -hmm. thing she needs is this. And then I called... I, my sisters kept saying, let me, let us call them. And I said, no, no, I want them to hear my voice because I want them to know I'm OK. Like, yeah. I don't want them to be thinking... You know, is she dying? What's happening? Yeah. So I called them. The reception was terrible, so it's cutting off, and my phone was running out of battery. So I was literally trying to be as quick as I can. 
spoke to dad. He was on a bridge somewhere trying to get reception. And so I told him what was happening. And I said, right, so you tell mum and I'll speak to you. And he was like, right, we're coming home and I'll call you properly. Then the phone cut off and then mum rang. So I answered it and I said, look, dad knows everything, but I'm in hospital and I need to be quick. Um, but dad knows everything, but I'm, I've, they found a lump on my brain. But I need to be quick because I might die any second. I meant my phone oh, might die any second, goodness. not me. <gasps> oh my <laughs> goodness, that is the worst it's mistake awful. to make. My poor what mom, did your mom, and she say? still can't. I, I've tried to joke about that since two years on, and she can't joke. About she's, it. No, she's, she's not there like, yet. I'm not there yet. No, I'm not there yet. Oh my goodness, <gasps> Joe. Awful. Oh, awful, awful. I never use that phrase again when my phone's running yeah. out of battery. I'm like, my phone is running out of battery. Yes. <laughs> it's not dying. No. Anyway, so then I was put to a specialist and had to see him and see what was what was going on. So the bleed had stopped, so that was a good thing. But I knew I knew then that I it would if you've if you've had a if you have a hemorrhage like that you you're more than likely to have another one. So mm. I could have had another one at any point, and I also could have had seizures. So I wasn't allowed to have a bath on my own. I wasn't mm. allowed to go up ladders. All these different things we had to just suddenly go. Okay. They were like, just keep the door open if you have a bath and your husband has to keep checking on you because mm-hmm. a lot of people have a seizure and drown. Right. Um, and I had to then wait for, I think it was six weeks because they wanted to see if it grew because mm-hmm. at this point they didn't know if it was cancer, they didn't know what it was. So I was very much thinking, oh my goodness, I might have another hemorrhage at any point and that if it's a bigger one, that's it, I'm dead. It's like a time bomb in my head. And it was approaching Christmas and I was just thinking, oh, I'm just going to do as many nice things as I can. I couldn't, I felt really poorly after the hemorrhage. The blood goes into your meninges around the water around your brain and you feel dreadful, which is why they thought it was meningitis. The symptoms are the same. Mm. So I felt quite weak and quite unwell. So Jude, Jude was in nursery um, because I couldn't, he was only one at the time and that was quite exhausting for me to have him all day, every day. And Sonny was in nursery three days a week. He hadn't started school then. But on the two days I had him out, I would try and do as many special things as I could. But I would tie his arm to mine because if we were out and about, I'd think, what if I collapse? Like, I I was just thinking I could lose him. Like, yeah. he could, someone could take him. No one will know that he's no yours. No one will know he's mine. Yeah. So I'd tie our arms together oh and, and just pretend we were playing this nice game. And yeah. We went to South Bank one day and went on the carousel. And every time I see that, I look at it and think, oh my goodness, because... I really was thinking it might be the end, so I was trying to do all these lovely things. Um, so we went back to my mum and dad's and had a really lovely special Christmas with them. It was it was really emotional, but it was very... It was nice. The date was very much looming, but we just tried to have a really nice time. Um, same with New Year. That was odd as well. I had my, some of my closest friends around the table and my sister, and it was... When it got to midnight, it was very emotional because everyone knew it was like this elephant in the room everyone was kind of going oh my god then um saying goodbye to the children was really hard when I went into surgery I had to I suddenly went to save my sister so my sister lives in Shropshire he went and had a week with her and thought he was going on an adventure but a week without his mummy and daddy was obviously odd yeah so um We'd sent him off and tried to make it really exciting. And you're going on a lovely adventure with Auntie Sadie and it's going to be really great fun. And But I think he could sense something was a bit odd. He was three, well, he was nearly four. Um, 
and we got him in the car all excited and then as soon as I shut the door and I could see I was waving goodbye it was like oh god this is hideous um yeah then had the surgery and thank god it worked so I had to have a whole piece of my skull removed they they took it out they didn't still didn't know what it was but I had to wait a few days then, so I was cut from here to here. Mm. Looked like Frankenstein, like about 20 staples across my head. They shaved this side of my head. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny, like a year before, even six months before I'd had this, if you'd said to me, oh, you're going to be poorly, you're going to have your head shaved, I'd be really worried about having my head shaved. Yeah. But actually, when you're in it, you don't give a monkeys. I didn't care at all that I had it shaved, not yeah. one bit. Just didn't bother me. Mm. Um, because you're just grateful to be alive and you say, I don't care what I look like, I'm just here still, thankfully. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's when when I was recovering and I was in hospital, I couldn't see the boys because I looked like Frankenstein and had tubes coming out of my head, tubes coming out of... It was horrible. Um, that's when I came up with the idea for Scamp and Dude because I was missing them so much and I was worrying about them missing me mm. and I was worrying about what they would what they'd be how they'd be feeling and what they'd be doing and thinking god I wish there was something I could have given them that would just make them feel a bit better and feel like I was still close and, yeah. and that's when I thought I was just because I had a lot of time to lie there and think and I thought oh, what, what could I have given them and when I was a little girl I had to go into hospital when I was about five and my mum couldn't stay over and in the end, I re- was quite traumatised by it and I started wetting the bed and mm. being having separation anxiety. And yeah. mum took me to a hypnotist in the end. And the hypnotist said, right, put a chair next to her bed. And when I, when I was under, he said, the Snow Queen is sitting next to you every night, keeping you safe and no one will take you. Because I kept thinking someone's going to take me from my mum and dad. Yeah. Um, no one will take you. You're going to be completely safe. And it changed everything. It, I stopped wetting the bed and I was just myself again. Really? I just needed to be told that someone, there was nothing there, it was just a chair. Mm. But to a child, you, I believed there was someone sat there. So that was what I thought of superheroes. I thought, God, I wish I could have given them a little superhero just to say this superhero's watching over you. And, and then I thought about having my picture in the back. So that's when the superhero sleep buddies were formed, was when I was actually in hospitals. They were what I wished I had had been available to give to the kids. So they're little cushions shaped. There's a bunny superhero and a dino superhero and they have a little pocket in the back that you put your photo in. And they sit on the bed and you say, this superhero is watching over you. And mummy's going downstairs now to get dinner on, but she's right here. And and that's basically what I wanted because, I mean, it's not just parents that are in hospital and it's mm. not just, mine's quite a severe case, but... Parents who work, like working parents who had to go away, or you just, you have to have a life. You go away for, yeah. with your friends for a night and you say to your kids that mummy has to go away, but yeah. you've got your superhero here watching over you and there's a, it's a photo in the back. Or It's so nice. Or even just like, you know, like, you know, mums and dads who don't always get home in time for bedtime. Yeah, exactly. Just knowing that they, you have that there watching over you is lovely. Yeah. And what we do is as well, because I, I was obviously worried about leaving my children without a mother. So we donate one, for every one sold, we donate one to Grief Encounter. So they help support children who do, leave, do lose parents. And also the 
the widow that's left or the widower that they support them as well and I think that's such an important charity because it's obviously that's so life-changing if you lose a parent that's absolutely life-changing it's devastating for a family and that's it you're just sent home to deal with it and that's Mm. it's just awful so Mm. I I really feel passionately about this charity that and I'm doing everything I can to help like we've got Christmas jumpers and 100% of the profits are going to grief and cancer because I just want to do everything I can to help them because we we were so lucky I got better when I came home but so many don't so I think it's important it's amazing imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And then the clothing line came after that. So once I got home and I was recovering and I was researching making these um, superhero sleep buddies, I just started getting a bit overexcited and started thinking. I came up with the slogan, a superhero has my back, and I thought, oh, I'd love that to be on some clothes for kids, on the back of a T-shirt, so that you say to a child when they're going to nursery or they're going to school, off you go, like, a superhero's got your back, don't worry. We've got your back wherever you are. We've mm. always got your back. And that's how that started and then the leopard print came because I love leopard print but I wanted my own unique one that had um superpowers and that's where the lightning bolt came from yeah it's amazing yeah so how did you even I mean what was the time scale in terms of you actually recovering and then you launching this because that feels like a massive thing to be doing are you the kind of person where actually it was good for you to have a bit of a project yeah, it was to really focus good for on? me to focus on it and I think so I had the surgery in the January and I launched Scamp and Dude into Liberty in the November. So That's it's less insane. Than a year. I look back now and I go, that is a bit bonkers. I had no idea it was that, that quick. Yeah. But I, I think it was my focus. It was like my get well goal. It was like something I could focus on to go, right. I Because I, I'd felt poorly for so long. Yeah. Since the October when I had the hemorrhage. I was so bored of being poorly. I was so bored of sitting around. I was like, I can't. I need to be doing something. And mm-hmm. I loved it so much. I enjoyed doing it so much that it wasn't like hard work. It yeah. was designing and it was creating and it was coming up with a brand and it was... And when you're passionate about something, exactly. you get such joy out of seeing it flourish. And I felt I'd had this real thing that I had to do something good. So when I was... when I Before my surgery, when I was facing the fact that I might not be okay, that was massively something. It's like that, when people talk about the golden gates... Mm definitely happens and I was there going have I been good enough like have I done enough good and I thought I don't think I have because 
I've run a PR company, but what have I done to help others? And I remember saying it to my dad, and my dad was like, you've given so many people jobs. Like, you've had 50 members of staff, you've given all those people jobs, and you've created all this. Now that's not enough. Mm. I need to do more good. I need to help more people. And then it was really bothering me, the thought of single parents going through what I was going through, because I was thinking, who looks after the kids? And they don't have enough support. And that these are the things that were worrying me. I thought, right, I need to help people if people lose a parent or people going through this or mm. kids. So we don't just donate to Grief County, we also donate to poorly children. So we work with Great Ormond Street and now just starting to branch out and help more hospitals and more hospices um, to give the, super, the superhero sleep ability to as many kids as we possibly can. So if the kids are really poorly, they can have a superhero to watch over them. And I love, I get the most amazing messages from parents saying how much it's helping them to think there's a superhero watching over their child. And it's a, you know, it's a cuddly toy really, but mm. it means so much more because it's more of a, it's like a good luck charm. And a, it's just that feeling of someone else has got, someone has got your kids back. And yeah. that makes me, makes me so happy. Because you're like, oh, yes. So it must be, I mean, you know, we were chatting earlier and it does sound like your sort of day-to-day is quite hectic for you, yeah. you're juggling all the aspects of running a business. Yeah. So that must make it kind of worthwhile when you get those messages through from people and yes, you definitely. see how it is helping people. Um, but how, how different is it from obviously running your own beauty PR company? It must be fair, you must have had to learn new skills, been on a bit of a learning journey to, yeah. you know, know how to run this kind of business how did you do that I mean I'd never done production before so as in producing that was the biggest learning curve was producing a clothing line because you have to find the right factory um I mean the costing costs and the legal side as in the safety checks they all have to have and Mm. regulations with um fabrics and how they're made and oh this I mean it's it was but I loved learning. I was really excited to be learning. And I think also, I think being poorly gave me a real new, real lease of life that just felt, I had this fire in my belly that I just wanted to learn everything and have new experiences and just live life. Yeah. And so I just enjoyed the learning side of it. It was a challenge. And I just thought, well, why can't I do it? Why can't I do yeah, it? And that's, exactly. I think it's important not to see barriers and not to think, oh, that feels like a massive slog. Just to think, I can do this. Let's just think logically find a way I've got a big old network I'm sure somebody will know someone that knows this and yeah knows that. that's brilliant and you're stopped in some amazing places aren't you yeah so we launched into Liberty that was absolutely mind-blowing because that I love Liberty so much that store is so special mm. and I had a meeting with the buyer um she we followed each other on Instagram and she messaged saying she'd love to know what I was doing next when I left my PR company because she was a beauty buyer right and I messaged back and said well actually it's not beauty it's kids and she said well as fate would have it I'm now head of kids and beauty oh wow oh my goodness you're kidding (laughs) so I went in to see her and I only I didn't have any samples I just had my designs and my brand story and I just told her about it and she just went I want it we want it all I want it all and I just couldn't actually believe it. I tried to act cool, going, okay, that's great, yes. <laughs> and then I literally Inside, left. you must have been like, oh. Yeah, I left the meeting and I just started crying as I was walking down the steps, got outside, bawling my eyes out, rang my mum and dad going, oh my goodness, they want to Oh my God. It was just like a, a f- end of everything I'd been through. It was almost, 
like that had all come to a head and mm. this was going to be great and this it was a real moment I'll never forget it as long as I live like launching into Liberty as well seeing it going in on the day we launched and seeing it in the store <gasps> Oh my goodness, it was so... I still get butterflies when I go in and see it now. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, and we've launched now into Harvey Nichols and we've just gone into Harrods as well. Wow. And Harrods have been uh, absolutely great. They've been a great team. We've got a lovely space there. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a pinch yourself. You're like, how, how are we in all these stores? This is amazing. That's so cool. And are you also stocked by independent retailers as well? Yes, is it just we've, got, we've been very... We've been very choosy as to where we've gone because I don't want to be everywhere. I want mm. to make sure it's special and we're only available in certain places. And our website is, um, you know, very busy and I don't want to suddenly be available everywhere. And yeah. So we're in, we're in a store in Highgate, not so big shop. We're in Our Kid in Manchester. We're in Duck Duck Goose in Derby. Um, we are in Indian Will in Scotland. Oh, yeah. We're in Sandy Toes, which is a very um, sweet little holiday shop, kids' holiday shop. I don't think you can just name them. You, 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 you know every single shop that you're stopped in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Alex, we're in Alex, Alex and Alexa as oh, yeah. well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's so exciting. And you've got your Christmas designs it. Um, yes, the new Christmas jumpers. Yeah. Yes. So they're the, our little charity initiative. So they have just launched and, yeah, hoping to sell as many as we can and help Grief Encounter. That's so amazing. Um, and, what, and what do your boys remember of all of this? I mean, are they kind of, are they aware of like the background? Because obviously they know that Mummy now runs Scamp and Do. Yes. And, you know, they, they're aware of the jumpers and, you know, the, the cushion. But are, are they aware of the, the why you're doing it? And... They, well, they know, I think if you ask them, they'd say, um, Mummy wants to help children because we took them when we first dropped the first batch off at Great Ormond Street we took the boys with us and it was Christmas Eve last year and so they knew that we were giving them to the children who had to be in hospital over Christmas and they knew that that's what we were doing it for um, and they're very proud because Sonny knows that he's scamp and Jude's dude oh, okay. so they're very proud of that and they often say like Jude will go I dude Sonny scamp <laughs> and you're like yes that's so cool and they know when they're wearing that it's there, it's theirs, and they're part of it. So is that their nickname? Is that why you called it Scamp and Dude? Yeah, yeah. Well, really, Scamp is is Dude. I'm more just. I don't really call him Dude all the time. It's just it. Just I love the sound of it, yeah. and I thought he's he is a dude. So therefore, yeah. let's call it Scamp and Dude. Because so it was about that. It was it was created because of them and mm. not being with them. So it felt right to call it. But I didn't want to call it Sunny and Dude because. There's a lot of brands that call it the children's yes, name. Really so I common, wanted to do it? something a bit different. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's amazing. It's when they're old enough to really fully understand what you've been through, they're going to be so proud of you. I've kept, I've kept two of each of the main pieces of press so that I can give it to them at some point and hope mm. that they understand and they kind of get it and think, wow, that was cool, and that they were a part of it because yes. the press talks about them as well, obviously, and there's pictures of them, and I hope they think... Oh, wow, that's cool. They're bound to. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Um, okay, Joe, I've got a few quick-fire questions yeah, for you. Okay. I'm just changing the tone slightly. Um, who's your own personal favourite superhero? Oh, of the real superheroes? Yes, real superheroes. Oh, it has to be Batman. Yeah? Yeah. Because of, his, because of his cool mask? <laughs> because he's cool. He's quite hot. That's <laughs> <laughs> which version. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's... He's cool. He's got attitude, but he's but he's obviously 
very lovable as well. Yeah. Like we, we took the boys to see the Lego Batman oh, it's movie. so funny, and isn't it? And it was so funny. <laughs> and it was just brilliant. And we were just... We were loving it. I love watching it. It's one of my favourite ones to put on when, yes. if we're watching a film. Like, Let's put the Lego Batman on. It's, it's one really of those good ones that is funny for the kids and it's really funny for the grown-ups. Yeah. It's really good. Um, okay, wallet, keys and phone aside, what's the one thing that you never leave home without? <sighs> wallet, keys, phone. I've usually got my laptop with me, my diary. Your I'm diary. very old school when it comes to diaries. I like my paper diary yes, and so many people give me grief about this and go, it should be on your phone. No. But I have a Smyson's diary every year that has the diary here and the notes page there so it's like my to-do list on there and nice. I love it has it got anything written on it any, any special anything embossed or anything it ha- no like your initials no I don't have my initials but I just I literally have everything in there and any codes or anything like that everything's in there so every year I transfer all that little data that I need over start my fresh and it's just a little joy for me yeah. so I'm not going to get rid of my paper diary I think I there it. is something nice in this digital world there is definitely something to be said for keeping things you know on mm. paper and having something in your hands yeah definitely definitely I have lucky charms as well my mum gave me some lucky charms before I had my operation and I carry them around with me too and one of my friends Nick she sent me a lucky charm too so that's in the bag and I was contacted after my story came out I was contacted by a girl who was going through the same surgery and she had a little boy and she was going through all the same feelings that I went through mm. and she was having her surgery in Paris and I posted her my good luck charms I said I've got them they work for me I'm going to send them to you you sent her your good oh my goodness and she had them and she um she they arrived she she was messaging me going my surgery's today and I haven't got them oh, I, was no. like, I sent them I, I literally paid to get them express delivery to the, to her yeah and then I said oh my goodness I've they must be I'm going to track it and, and I was like they, they're there they're there and her husband brought them in and she was so relieved she was relying on these charms and then I did an event in um, Liberty, like a, it was a Meet the Founder event, and she turned up at the event with her mum mm. with my Lucky Charms to give them back to me. Aww. Oh my goodness, we're all sobbing. It's That's very, amazing. Yeah. And she's okay now. And she's fine and she got through it and we're still in touch. She wants to help out doing and get involved because it means so much to her having gone through yeah. a very similar thing. That's incredible. Um, Joe, thank you so much for being my guest today. It has been a joy to talk to you. You're a very inspiring lady. Thank um, you. And yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Thank you once again for listening. If you enjoyed the podcasts, then please do leave a review on iTunes because it helps other people discover the podcast and it pushes me up the charts, which is all good. So thank you again for listening and I'll catch up with you next time. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.